Would you like to be able to start conversations like a pro? Take The Sunday World, your daily dose of what's going on. Do not consume The Sunday World if you're involved in a drug cartel, you're a politician with something to hide, or you've appeared on a reality TV show and care about others' opinions. Consume The Sunday World responsibly. Always read the stories, gossip, and commentary. Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Since it first started tumbling into Ireland through the old pirate coves of West Cork and in the stomachs of drug mules coming from Miami, cocaine has become the drug of our nation. It has swept in like a blizzard, dusting every corner of every small town. And so swift and total has its spread been that the Irish are now some of the biggest users in the world. But to unravel how a small island like ours on the edge of Europe ended up such a big player in the major cocaine leagues, we must follow the white supply lines back to the beginning. We must follow the routes it has taken as it travels across the globe. And most importantly, we need to follow the cowboys who put us on the map. So join me, Nicola Talent, for my new live show, Cocaine Cowboys, the story of Ireland's love affair with Colombia's biggest export. Limited tickets now available for February 10th at the Lime Tree Theatre in Limerick, February 15th in Cork's Everyman and at Dublin's Three Olympia on Sunday, February 18th. Tickets available at venues are on mcd.ie. From what we've heard, the suspicion was that he was going to be questioned about the removal of the gun from the scene of the restaurant in Blanchardstown. He was going to be questioned about CCTV that appeared to see a man removing the gun from the scene, which is yet to be recovered. Obviously, that was the gun that Tristan Sherry fired in a public restaurant, shooting Jason Hennessy Sr., who subsequently passed away. I'm Nicola Talent, and you're listening to Crime World a podcast about criminals, drugs and the sins of the underworld in Ireland and across the globe. Three men have now been charged in relation to the death of gunman Tristan Sherry on Christmas Eve during shocking scenes at a Dublin restaurant. One man has been released without charge while the investigation continues. Neither Sherry nor his victim, Jason Hennessy Sr.'s remains have been returned to their families yet, despite 17 days passing since the incident. Today, I'm chatting with Niall Donald about developments in the investigation into the steakhouse killings. This is Crime World, a podcast from sundayworld.com. So the fallout from Christmas Eve and what happened in Blanchardstown is ongoing. There's a number of issues there at the moment. Um, 
firstly, the certainly we know that the body of Tristan Sherry has not been yet released back to the family. There's no funeral arrangements there. Um, while we believe the same to be the case with Jason Hennessy Sr., the other victim in this, we don't know exactly why it's taking so long. 17 days at this point since those, uh, certainly since the murder of Tristan Sherry occurred. Yeah, I mean, it's it's very unusual length of time. Um, normally in Ireland, obviously people are buried Quite quickly, you know, people will have experience of people being buried two to three days after. Whenever there's a, a, a homicide or a, a death of of that type, it's normally within seven to nine days, somebody will be mm. buried after forensic investigations, post-mortems. So 17 days is kind of unheard of. Um, obviously, everything about this situation is is a bit unheard of, but yeah. 17 days is is a really, really long time. So now, in the case of Tristan Cherry, and um, he died after he was sort of stabbed at the restaurant that night, there's three people charged in relation to the, his death, and there's been a fourth person arrested, released without charge. But in the case of that, I suppose... Um, what could be the reasons that his body would be held by the state for so long? I mean, well, I mean, obviously, with forthcoming court cases, they do need to yeah. make sure that the coroner's reports are all as thorough and accurate as possible. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we're we're speculating, but there can be normally um, there there would be those coroner's reports, and they would then be presented in court in the case of you know a violent death, and you'd you'd hear people would be familiar with it again. You'd hear a coroner's report read out in court as you as you do during trials. Sometimes bodies uh, aren't released because a family can also have uh, make a request to have an independent post mortem call uh, conducted that can delay proceedings as well. Um, and then, of course, there can always be a dispute about you know who takes charge of of some of these remains. But normally, these things don't go on as long. And um, obviously, the the there is. A fear that that any funerals could give rise to serious tensions, and um, there's two people have died in in over the, in that part of the world, and funerals can be flashpoints. So people are looking out for 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 these funerals, and guards the guards have been stepping up yeah. uh, patrols in Corduff. Obviously, the Ford man was I released. To say though that, that wouldn't be a reason for the state to withhold the remains of somebody. No, um, from a family. From oh a family. no, no, it wouldn't be no. Yeah. But it does add to that sense of mm. of you know of fear in that community that these funerals have yet to t- to take place visibly, and you know their concerns that there will be a flashpoint. Obviously, what we know about the Fort man, he was a a teenager who was arrested and was released um, without charge. Um, certainly, uh, from what we've heard, the suspicion was um, that he was going to be questioned about the removal of the uh, gun from the scene um, of of the restaurant in Blanchardstown. Um, he was going to be questioned about CCTV that appeared to see a man removing the gun from the scene, which is yet to be recovered. Um, obviously, that was the gun that Tristan Sherry fired in a public restaurant, shooting Jason Hennessy Sr., who subsequently passed away. So that 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 was that part of the investigation, but charges were not brought at, on this occasion. So it was Brown Steakhouse, and it was eight o'clock on on Christmas Eve when Sherry entered the restaurant and opened fire on a group who were sitting down having a meal with a submachine gun, and uh, 
again, while there's people before the courts, there's very little more we can say other than he was then became the subject of um, a, a murder himself and was disarmed. Yeah, he was disarmed and the gun jammed. He was subsequently disarmed and died as a result of, of a violent confrontation, I suppose. Um, so what we know about uh, Tristan Sherry is um, that he he was a part of a feuding gang in that part of the world. Um, he'd been part of the Cordo feud and um, the man that he ultimately killed, Jason Hennessy Sr., was also a part of a, a, a rival uh, criminal faction. Um, Jason Hennessy Sr. was uh, somebody who's he's been universally described as coming late to criminality. However, he was a very... Um, uh, he had become a very serious operator in recent years in particular um, as part of a violent drug gang that particularly seemed to focus in on using very heavy intimidation tactics and his death um, as a senior figure within that organisation. That is um, partly why the, these, the fears of safety in the area are so strong is mm. because he was a serious player and um, you know there there is there is certainly a, a palatable fear that something is going to kick off again I suppose. I suppose. What stands out is the age of a lot of the people involved certainly some people charged mm. in relation to this obviously of Tristan Cherry himself and then big jump to the age of Jason Hennessy yeah. Sr. Um I had described earlier on a pod and I was obviously away when all of this story was unfolding, but that, you know, he was seen as the target. Now, was he or? Well, we don't know, obviously, what, what went through Tristan Sherry's uh, head, but Jason Hennessy, from what we know, um, when Tristan Sherry came in with this weapon, uh, raised it to start shooting that Jason Hennessy uh, seems to have put himself in the way. And yeah. at least that's what we, we've heard uh, which has be, been put on social yeah. media. So whether he was the target or not, he seems to have at least um, uh, an associate, yeah, the way of put others. himself in the way yeah. and was shot subsequently in the neck. Mm. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's look, it's, it's still an uh, absolutely horrific incident that occurred. Now, look, I presume that the area has been flooded by police. The area has been... the moment. How long could that last? Well, I mean, as you know yourself, um, even at the, the absolute height of the, the Kinnan and Hutch feud, I mean, it lasted for for probably for months then, did it? That that sort of swamping of, mm. of Dublin's north inner city. Um, it can't go on forever. Was it um, a slightly easier area to do that in? Well, it was both. It was an easier area. Um, there's naturally a lot of police there anyway. Um also, it was so high profile and the, the risk was so high that there was very, going to be very little quibbles about overtime or anything like that. Cordoff is obviously, and, and the Blanchardstown area is much more Last. suburban. Yeah. Um, so it, it it can't go on forever. Um, the the And obviously these people can lay low until they get an opportunity. But if you look at these the tensions that led to this moment in terms of Tristan Sherry, it's going on a long number mm. of years and it is a serious concern. There's just no doubt about it. Mm. When we look back to the Kinahan hutch feud, which is somewhat a little bit in the past, even though it's obviously still, the tensions are still there, but, you know, those funerals in particular, when there was the David Byrne and the Eddie Hutch funeral, they were seen as massive flashpoints, as massive yeah. potential places, you know, events of which could have resulted in violence. I think the churches were searched for 
you know, for, yeah, for, I mean, if you for, look back at David Byrne's funeral, there was talk of grenades being thrown mm. into it and everything. I mean, obviously, these things didn't happen, thank God. But, but there, there was they, kind of there was a bit of a, a an iron ring put around those funerals, so it was just in case that anybody saw an opportunity to take a pot shot at somebody. Um, and also, there was that idea. I mean, it probably is a psychological sort of psychology comes into it as much as anything else when you're looking at a policing plan in these situations that um, tensions will lower, lessen a little bit. And obviously there is those kind of, um, you know, um, levels of of tension. They talk about critical threat levels and all the rest of it. And, and I think Blanchardstown in this particular feuding incident is probably at a critical threat level just at the moment until maybe those funerals and... Um, yeah, like we, we've seen though, we've seen funerals even in, in recent times, even in, in the case of Brandon Ledwidge, where there was violent incidents afterwards. We've seen it many, many times yeah. through many, many funerals that, uh, you know, tensions get high. Obviously, um, emotions start running. Uh, people are also able to congregate mm. at, at, at these type of events legitimately, if you, if you know what I mean. Um, they probably feel a little bit of safety in numbers. And, exactly, and they're not likely to be bugged or yeah. anything like that. So they have been a flashpoint. I mean, it, look, sure, every yeah. every every year you'll, we'll have a couple of cases record, reported in the Sunday World where there was uh, violent outbursts at, at various funerals or, or in graveyards even. Um, so that's probably a, a big concern at the moment to see that, that happen and then pass. Um, mm-hmm. would be a thing that Gardy would want, I would imagine. So the three men charged in relation to the attack on Mr. Sherry so far, David Ama, 18, with an address in Hazel Grove, Portran Road, Donabate. He's been charged with the murder of Mr. Sherry. Wayne Deegan, who's 25, and he's from Fibblestown, was charged with assault, causing harm to Mr. Sherry, producing a knife in a way likely to intimidate or injure, and committing violent disorder. And at the end of December, Michael Andrecut, 22, from Corduff, appeared at a special sitting of the Criminal Courts of Justice in Dublin, charged with Mr. Sherry's murder. That's where it stands at the moment. Um, and no doubt we'll be coming back to this over the coming days. Absolutely. Thanks, Niall. Thanks, Nicola. You've been listening to Crime World, a podcast from sundayworld.com. Produced by Ian Mullaney and edited by me, Nicola Talent. Research assistant is Clodamini. If you like this show and love true crime, leave us a review. Or why not download the free sundayworld.com app for lots more stories from Ireland and across the globe. Would you like to be able to start conversations like a pro? Take The Sunday World, your daily dose of what's going on. Do not consume The Sunday World if you're involved in a drug cartel, you're a politician with something to hide, or you've appeared on a reality TV show and care about others' opinions. Consume The Sunday World responsibly. Always read the stories, gossip, and commentary.